All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Robinson and Nate Green, and this is the Montrose Way Development Debate Podcast number 10. Special number 10. We made it all the way to 10. Woo! I mean, that, if that's not exciting, Dave. Well, this will be the best one until we get to 11. Well, clearly, because, I mean, everyone is better than the last one. No, there's no, I mean, just at least a little bit. So today we're going to talk about growing markets and uh, how growing markets and cost of doing business impact companies' corporate site location decisions. Um, Pretty simple thesis behind this is is companies want to locate in successful economies. They have larger uh, skilled workforce pools and um, generally a more competitive cost of doing business. And, um, you know, the opposite of that is true about why they don't go to markets. They don't go to markets where they see slow growth and they see high costs of doing business. So we see those two issues being um, uh, directly. Very important. Generally, they want to be part of successful places. They want to be part of, you know, growing places. So that's why they go there. Nate, they want to be on the winning team. They want to be part of the winners. They want to be with the Yankees, not with the Pirates. Oh, poor old pirates. I, I pulled that up for, I, I for old buddy Nate. Say, I thought you were going to say your Indians. I mean, no, you no, know, no. The, I mean, are you the Indians? Te- technically, the, technically, the, you know, the Pirates have won a World Series, I think, before the Indians have. Am I wrong about that? Well, the Indians haven't won a World Series ever, but the, uh, the they won the championship. They, they, no, no, no. They won, the, they won the championship. I don't think they've ever won the World Series. I mean, Bob Feller, Bob Feller might have been pitching for him, but I think at well, some point they I mean, did was. win a World Series. They've been to the World Series. They Let's say this. They've been to the World Series in the more recent past than the Pirates. I, definitely that's true with the Reds, Dave. Oh, the Reds have won the World Series so much, so many more times than you. No, 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 no. no, no, no. They've been again. The Indians, or as we like to call them, the Windians, <laughs> have been to the World <laughs> Series. Oh wow, we are we are completely off track. Two minutes well, into this thing, we're off track. You know, arguing it's about, late Monday. Arguing about baseball o'clock. when it's snowing. Um. So. You want to talk you, you about know, the economic update, or do you want to why not? talk about no, places that no, went? let's 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 talk about the economy. But you know, um, the the economy is clearly. Say, I can't help. I can't help it that your Reds are no good, Dave. I can't. I can't help it. No, it's not my, my fault. They they made the playoffs this year. Okay, we're taking we're taking little victories. And they got that former Cleveland Indians pitcher who who by the way won the Cy Young. Yeah, so true. where do you keep him? Hey, now I will, I will tell you this before you start the weekly economic update that I just got an alert from the Wall Street Journal that the Department of Labor may have messed up the last forecast, the last numbers that they did. Now, I don't you know what that means I, for our update. You mean the one I'm getting ready to talk about? The yes, jobless that, claims rose for the second straight week to 778,000 people? That, yes. Let's just go with that. That's what's, what was reported, so let's go with it. Well, it's all, it's all could be fake news anyway. Fake news. So, you know, again, uh, whether that number is completely accurate or not, I mean, the reality is the economy is struggling. Uh, you can clearly track it to the surge in uh, COVID-19 cases. You know, the surge happens, companies, uh, again, you, you just get this, um, you just get this state of, of not being able to predict what's going to happen in a market. Yep. So, 
predictability is is quite frankly uh, worse than um, you know the knowing things are going to be bad. People just don't know um, you know what's going to happen. The virus is is uh, dramatically increasing. It is at this point invading the rural parts of of the United States for for whatever reason. It waited till November yep. uh, for that to happen. Um, so it has created uh, you know a good deal of of uh, consternation. Um, slight increase in consumer spending. Uh, slight increase in durable goods orders. Um, you know. No, so again. And Dave, I will say one of the things that is interesting is, and, and you know, the stock market does not dictate the economy, right? This, uh, we, 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 we surpassed 30,000 on the Dow, uh, industrial average. Um, and a lot of that's due to the vaccine news that came out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, so I just wanted to just say a little bit of a caveat there that we do have some good signs that maybe. Uh, with the vaccine coming out with uh, Pfizer, you know, flying the first vaccine into the U.S. from from uh, from Europe, that maybe we're going to start to see uh, some some good news on the horizon from that. But we're still a few months off for that. Well, the vaccine is definitely what the economy needs. I no mean, doubt about that it. Is, at the, the end of the it's, day, the it's the literal answer. shot in the arm. Oh, wow. This is clearly I don't think we I don't think we can beat this in number 11. No, baseball I think arguments. Right. I think you're right. Witty statements like that one. Oh, that was so good. So I, I also, you know, we, we've again keep track of a lot of this data. There was some really interesting census data that came out that looked at um, revenues mm-hmm. in the third quarter of 2020 for particular industries. And again, I, I think it is, um, you know, obviously telling. Um, you know, you see, uh, as an example, this is around the service sector. Um, that, that they have the data that's out now. Uh, U.S. U- utility total revenue for the third quarter was up $158 billion. That's a 21% increase from the second quarter, but it's down 0.2% from last year. So again, all these, you're going to see the same thing. Massive increase in the third quarter because of COVID, uh, you know, reaching some level of, uh, uh, you know, kind of reducing in the number of cases, but also the federal stimulus being out there. But again, negative growth for utilities compared to last year. Transportation uh, and warehousing, uh, again, a 14% increase in the third quarter, uh, but they're down 21% from where they were last year. Last year. Uh, information sector, uh, a 5.2% increase in the third quarter, down, uh, I'm sorry, they're up 2.8% compared to last year. So. IT has gone has gone up a little bit. I'm going to guess that's somewhat related to the, the uh, enhancement of the digital economy that we're all. Um, hey, where are you going, Dave? Don't don't be dropping your stuff here. I mean, I'm dropping stuff left and right. You got issues. You got issues. I'm, I'm all I'm all flummoxed. Finance yep. and insurance uh, again uh, an increase uh, this quarter to last, but down one percent from last year. Real estate rental and leasing. Um, third quarter was up $186 billion, up 17% in the third quarter, but down 5.9% from last year. Professional, scientific, and technical services, again, um, an increase of 3% this quarter, but down 6.2% from last year. So uh, administration and supportive 
waste management and remediation services. Uh, again, uh, an increase of 8% in this quarter compared to last, but down 4.2. Uh, education up 19 uh, this quarter, but down 12.5 from last year. Uh, healthcare, um, similar, up 9.5, down and barely up, up 1.7. So, you know, you're, you're just seeing, um, uh, you know, the bounce back from the third quarter, but really uh, that even, even with that bounce back, the third quarter is not performing. Oh my gosh, arson entertainment and recreation um, up 52% this quarter. So a massive increase third quarter compared to um, uh, compared to second, but they're down 37% from last year. Incredible, but not a surprise, but no. not a surprise. Yeah. Accommodation is down 42% from last yeah, year. Geez. So that's, yeah, you know, it's amazing. Again, it is, uh, it's just a, it's just, it's just a tough ride, uh, bounce back in the third quarter, but really not enough to make a dent in, uh, not, not anywhere near getting back for a lot of these industries back to where they were, um, personal income, uh, the BEA released those data by, by County. Um, you got a 4% increase in metropolitan counties, a 3.5% increase in non-metropolitan. Um, you know, so again, uh, seeing some level, this is of course, 2019 numbers. So probably for a lot of this, it is um, kind of early in the, uh, you know, too early for the, for, you know, for the, for the COVID, for the COVID impact. So um, let, let, let's talk a minute about about the role of, I guess, what we would call data-driven, data-driven corporate site location process that that really starts with, with market research. Um, you know, again, when we look at it, it's uh, it's going to be market research around the economic growth of a region, the industry cluster that's in the region, what the labor shed is like. What is the transportation network like? Is there good infrastructure in place? Uh, is there a supply chain for this industry, this company? Um, and, and really, what are, the, what are the potential real estate options? Um, Nate, do you want to talk about what we look at from a macroeconomic standpoint? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, from a macroeconomic standpoint, um, you know, there, there's certainly uh, the... You, you talked about the GDP day, but um, we look at uh, uh, we look at you know uh, skilled workforce, the um, number of workers that they have in that industry that they're going to go into. Uh, that is one you know one kind of thing that we look at from a a, a, a large perspective. Um, we also uh, look at the industry strengths of that region. Uh, companies, I mean, they tend kind of like people, companies tend to go where uh, companies like them are already located. Uh, so we look at the uh, location quotient of those industry sectors, which basically means the concentration of industries in, uh, in, that, in each industry. And, um, you know, we want to look, uh, we want to look for places that have a relative strength. And the reason that they want to go there typically is because they have that skilled workforce uh, to, to, to kind of fill the, fill the need for their workers. Um, you know, there's a little bit of a balance there. They don't want to go into an area that has, that is oversaturated. 
in the in that sector that they're in, but they also want to go into a place that has um, the ability, either has the skilled workforce, has a pipeline of skilled workers, or has um, uh, you know an education institutions that can that can train and educate those people. So that's kind of from a large perspective what we look at uh, that industry cluster analysis and that skilled workforce analysis. Um, and then Dave, you know the the next thing that we look at for these corporate site location analysis is really a dive into the demographic data. Um, you know, we want, <clears throat> we want all these to be positive. Uh, companies do, they want to go into places that are growing. Um, they want to go into uh, places that have populations that are growing. They want to go into places that um, the median home value isn't out of control. Uh, now, if you're an IT company, that might not matter, but if you're a logistics company or if you're a, uh, a manufacturing company, or even if you're a, a, an office company, you want to go to a place where the median home value is reasonable uh, so that your people uh, will be able to, the people you're going to employ um, can afford to live there. Uh, you know, we generally want to go into places that have a uh, per capita income that is above the national average. Uh, we want to go into places that have a, a low uh, poverty rate, and we want to go into places that have a GDP that is, uh, that is growing from, from year to year. So those are just some demographic, demographic uh, things we, um, well, things we look at. Well, you know, and, it, and it's a tough balance, right? I mean, not, not every place is perfect. So you yep. have uh, really high growth, uh, economically successful markets that are just off the chart on overall economic performance and incomes going up. Well, the reality is their home values go up. Yep. They have costs that start to uh, start to increase, and it's a balance that 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 community has to, you know, really has to kind of figure out how how to deal with. And again, you see a lot of these high growth markets really focused on affordable housing issues. Yep. And uh, it, it, is, uh, it, is a, it is really a, a critical issue because again, um, you know, you've got some phenomenal uh, economic success stories like Austin. Yeah. Um, but then you've just, you've just got, a, you got a big hangover going on for a place that's added 50,000 people a year for a decade. Yeah. Half a million Absolutely. people. Absolutely. And it's no just tough to absorb that. Yeah. From, a, from a market standpoint. So yep. I would just stress that no place, no, no place, place is perfect, is, Dave, no. but you got it. And you got to, I think you got to figure out that mix, right? You got to figure that mix between uh, growing places, growing, um, growing places, growing populations. Uh, right. And then you, you got to figure out what that means for, for your right. workers as well. Right. Well, you know, and you touched on it with the workforce piece as well. I mean, that, that for, um, and, and we've said it many times before, the reality is COVID has not solved uh, the nation's workforce challenge. We could have 9% unemployment, 10% unemployment. We still don't have uh, critical skilled labor in key areas like information technology. You see certain markets really grow dramatically uh, mm -hmm. in a particular area. And if they you use logistics as an example, they, they grow so much in that logistics market that there gets to be some concern um, you know, about whether they're going to have the skilled workforce pool or, or more importantly, what is that workforce pool going to cost? Any yep. place can create the skilled workforce. The question is, what is that salary going to be? And yep. this is the case, and this is a little bit different, difficult for folks on the public side. Um, this is the downside to wages going up, which is, of course, the whole goal for the, for the local and regional and state economic development people. 
if you're the company, you're going to look at that region and go, wow, you mean I could hire a logistics worker at $45,000 in this market, but I could hire the same worker for $40,000 uh, a state away. Yep. Two hours away, hour and a half yep. away. Um, so all of a sudden that, that place with a lower wage rate is a lot more attractive. So it's going to be a skilled worker, but also what is, um, you know, what's really, what's really out there. And again, it's just yeah. one of the factors that goes in, but that is the, one of the leading factors certainly is the workforce and that skilled, skilled workforce being there. Uh, when you're looking at, when you're looking at site location, doing a site location analysis. Big time, big time, you know, uh, cost of doing business. I mean, I've always kind of described these as your traditional chamber of commerce issue. I've always kind of thought the chamber of commerce exists to help the business community and policymakers try and uh, be as competitive as they can uh, oh. and, and to be successful. Um, that is a, uh, that's a, a critical issue. There's, uh, you know, there's really just a lot of factors that, that go into this. And, um, you know, we, I just posted a, um, uh, I just posted a blog uh, or LinkedIn story today on this. But it, it, as I, as I kind of try to say, look, you know, regions and states, they can't build mountains, they can't create an oceanfront, they can't create perfect weather, but they can shape their tax code, right? They can yeah. make their region more attractive, um, and and really, and really, really try and shape um, what you know what an outside company is going to see when they when they look at their uh, when, you know, when they look at their region and, um, this is not, this is not just about, um, how much you tax. It's also about what you tax. Yep. And again, I mean, the advice we give to folks is it, you know, you really should be uh, paying attention and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Cause we've been looking at it a lot lately. Um, data centers. Mm -hmm. If if you see economic benefit to attracting data centers, then you probably should be thinking about with your local and state tax code, um, what not just what incentives work, but but what what changes in your tax policy could actually have an impact. Data centers are very heavy on property tax and they're very heavy on sales tax. They're not as heavy. They're not as sensitive to income tax because they don't they have high wage jobs, but they don't employ as many people. Whereas, whereas a, a high tech facility or uh, an office, advanced services, corporate headquarters, um, they may not care as much about sales tax, but they probably care about more about income tax. Yep. So, you know, again, um, think about if you're one of these communities, you need to think about what you tax. I'll tell you what you also got to think about this. And again, we'll just stir the pot a little bit. Um, the other reality is companies pay attention to how much the government spends in these regions and states. Uh, if you are uh, a, a, a very uh, uh, high spending uh, local and state government, and it's combined, guys, they, you, you can't be the state and blame the city. The company doesn't care. They, they have to pay both tax bills. Um, but if you have a high per capita uh, amount of government spending, um, that's not a good message to send. You know, again, 
there's recent study that came out that said the, the, the top five highest spending per capita states are Alaska, Wyoming, New York, Washington, and California. Um, you can say, okay, with uh, Alaska and Wyoming, there's so few people, uh, they've got a lot of energy resources, it's probably you know, a density issue, uh, certainly not with New York, certainly not with Washington, and certainly not with California. So on the other side of that, the lowest per capita spending states, Florida, Indiana, Tennessee, Idaho, and Arkansas. Um, and that is phenomenally close if someone said, hey, give us the top five fastest growing states that are out there. Um, those states might be on the list. Uh, you know, and again, well, definitely, I can I mean, you. Florida and Tennessee. Florida yeah. and Tennessee well, are two of the, you know, fastest growing you know, states. And you know, Georgia and South Carolina are not far behind on this list. No, exactly. Well, and, and so, it's, you know, and, and I think, and you're right. And I think those, I mean, even if, a, even if, you know, the state of Ohio is a great example, Dave, it's got a low, low tax burden at the state level. You know, if you, if you pay the commercial activity tax, or even if you pay the, the uh, personal income tax, but at the, at the local level, counties, cities, townships, uh, villages, it's, you know, we are one of the highest uh, cost tax states and companies look at that and, and they, uh, they, they look at that when they're doing their analysis, no doubt about it. And places well, like, and places like, you know, you mentioned Georgia and South Carolina, they have uh, at the local level, they might not have an income tax uh, at the local level. They may also have low, and they probably do, most of them have low, um, um, most of them have low property taxes. So that impacts uh, companies moving there. So those are all, those are all big factors in that, in that tax burden. And you're right, Dave, you got to look at the whole, uh, you know, everything, not just, uh, not just one thing. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I think the other misperception out there is if you just uh, don't have an income tax, you're going to be attractive to business. And, and um, you know, when a company really does a corporate site location process the right way, they figure out what their tax bill is going to be in that state. It's not yep. that hard. You know, right. it doesn't have to be down to the dollar, but but you can do the analysis for different locations. Um, there are certainly states like Florida that don't have an income tax that have a great tax structure that's very pro-business. Yep. Um, but you, you've also got states like Texas, who is a booming state. Uh, they have a massive amount of, of tax incentives that they use. And when you look at their bur the burden that they place on businesses, uh, you understand why, because they have a large, um, you know, they have a large share of taxes that, that, that businesses have to uh, pay. We're, you know, you can look at the Council of State Taxation their cost uh, business tax burden report that they do every year. The new one just came out. Um, you know, looking nationwide, half of the $14.8 billion in property tax revenue came from gains in four large states, Texas, California, New York, and Florida. All of those states saw a billion dollars or more increases in property taxes on business, yeah. uh, you know, last, last year, to, or 19 to 20. Um, uh, you know, so the reality is when you don't have an income tax, an individual income tax, you get the tax money from someplace. You have to make it up Every with place. property or sales taxes. Yep. That's, that's uh, and, what happens. And, yeah. And, I, and the interesting part of that, Dave, is that 
why Texas wins is because it has so many people, even though it's charging so much in, in those taxes. Um, it has a lot of people, you know, and, and, and so we talked, we talked at the beginning here about kind of weighing, you have to weigh these things out, right? Weigh the cost. Well, you, you might, their cost, their tax burden at the state level might be a little higher, but they also have a lot more people to be able to fill the job. So sure. you might still go to Texas. Well, they've also got some massive and very successful metro regions. Three yeah. of them, right? Yep. Yep. With Houston, Dallas, uh, and Austin. Um, yeah. They've got the fastest growing MSA in the United States in Dallas, Fort Worth. Right. They've got two of the top 10 largest cities in the United States. Right Absolutely. They've yep. built these massive population centers. They've got the tech industry in Austin. They've got the oil industry, the energy industry uh, in Houston. They've got about everything else in Dallas, Dallas, yep. Fort Worth. That market is, is just booming. Um, but I would tell you, they've also got massive incentives. Yep. Their sales tax program, they basically are, are able to enact uh, a local sales tax program if you're not one of the big cities um, that, that they use. It's a checking account. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think it really makes a difference for them. Um, oh, I agree. Again, and I would say that the more taxes you charge, uh, the, the higher cost you make yourself be, the reality is you're going to have to make it up someplace. And most of these places are really forced to make to it do up incentives. through incentives. Yeah, that's why in the that's, Midwest we have more incentives. You know, I mean, that's you have to have more incentives in places that have higher local tax burdens for by and large. Well, and you have more incentives for places that are struggling. Well, yeah, you know, because it, then it's right. Because then you're trying to prop it up and, uh, you know, account for more than just heavy tax burdens. Well, and it's going to be interesting because, again, um, you know, as, as we, uh, as we, you know, know, the state of Florida's uh, just basically did not renew their prime uh, state economic development incentive program. Right. So uh, it's a low, low tax state. Yep. It's obviously been a massive economic su success story. Yep. Uh, it will be, uh, it'll just be very interesting to see if they can, uh, you know, if they can survive it because what they're yep. gonna have to face is the economic development people from Georgia and Alabama and North Carolina and South Carolina and Tennessee, Texas, they're going to be, they're going to, you know, they're going to be people flying into Tampa and Miami. Oh, no doubt about it. In Jackson, and, and encourage them to go other places. It'll be an interesting experiment to see where that goes over the next decade. There's, there's no just doubt. no doubt about it. Um, yep. You know, again, more data from the, uh, from the cost, you know, program, um, uh, you know, again, that business property tax increased by an average of almost 5%, uh, you know, Again, but in 33 states, the revenue rate was at a slower rate. Um, but again, Texas had the, that largest increase, as we had mentioned. Um, Washington had a big bump in their business property tax increasing by 15%. So um, some interesting stuff going, out, uh, going on out in the state of Washington. Uh, sales tax, again, if there's no income tax, there's really only two places to go. It's property or sales. Um, you know, sales tax is, uh, again, a, a big area. Uh, California uh, saw their sales tax increase on business by over three, by $3.6 billion. And, That's a lot. 
Well, and it, and again, it's another reason it's not surprising that uh, a lot of folks are a lot of businesses are leaving California. Yeah, uh, beautiful state. Um, and you know, again, it's 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 you know, <laughs> with the tax burden they have and the regulatory burden, it's it could be turned into a nice place to visit, but not a nice place to to work to live. Right. Absolutely. And that's that is reversing. Uh, a, a post World War II uh, booming trend yeah. in that in that state, and it's something that they really need to, uh, you know, we think that they really need to um, uh, wake up for. I, yeah. I would also say that that probably the worst tax burden you can have is when you tax everything, and your tax rates are still not that low. So yeah. if you've got the income tax. If you've got a some sort of corporate income tax or corporate franchise tax or a commercial activities tax, which is just on, you know, gross uh, gross profits, um, and then you've got the sales tax, and then you've got the property tax, um, then you've got different excise taxes on different industries that are out there, and your each one of your individual rates are not in the lower tier. I almost promise you, you're doing something wrong. You, and again, I, I, you know, you, you look at our friends in Illinois, you look at some of these other Midwestern high cost states, and that's what they have. Yeah. They've got very high effective tax rates on business and they tax everything. Yep. And, and it's me, hard for them to recover from that. And it's hard. I mean, that's a, yeah, they, they can't, it's hard to grow because it's hard to get business investment. It's hard to get personal investment uh, when you have those, when you have, when you're taxing everything. You know, so really, if you're if you're looking, if you're doing this corporate site location uh, analysis, um, you're going to look for growing markets. You're going to look for some strong uh, common industries. Uh, again, that industry cluster strategy that that says you're going to be more successful when you locate a region with with like industries, which we absolutely uh, believe in. You're going to looking. I would call it stable demographic data, I, Nate. I yeah. don't know about you. I, I would. It doesn't probably, need to be growing. It just needs to be. You're right. It needs to be stable. Yep. Either increasing well, or 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 steady. Yep. I'd rather I'd rather locate in a growing economic market with stable demographic data. Yeah. Than a than a slow economic market with with declining demographic data. data. Yeah. You know, it, it it's it's um, so demographic matters to me not quite as much. Uh, workforce, the cost of workforce, the availability of workforce is almost always the, the number, number one, one factor. Thing. Yep. And quite frankly, it's it's tough to fix. Yeah, and, no, it, you're great. But but again, it's with with big public policy programs. And then finally, the biggest thing that the the local and state governments can fix is the tax burden. How much do you spend? What what do you tax? And what are your yep. rates? So, uh, I mean, that, that really is advice, you know, both for, uh, for companies that are out there, but, but quite frankly, advice for, you know, for the communities uh, as well, for the communities as well. It's, it's something that they definitely should be, um, it's something they should be looking at and that they can impact. No doubt. Absolutely. I don't know, Nate, was that enough? I mean, should we just talk more about baseball? Well, I mean, we could we could talk about baseball. We could talk about football. Talk about our golf oh, games football. or lack thereof. I don't know. I don't know. We could talk about all kinds of things. It's just a matter of whether anybody wants to listen or not. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, we find ourselves humorous. Yeah, that's, that's true. At least, you know what? At least we're entertained. We entertain each other. For something. Yeah, it's good. Well, I think we ought to let these people go. I think that's a good idea. Well, you know, till, yeah. till the they, they get other stuff they want to do. You would think, unless they're just walking around listening to our podcast. Could be. Could be. Could be even in bad weather. That's right. All, all right. All right. We're, Thank well, you. you all have a you have a great Everybody week. To learn more about the Montrose Group services, week, please visit Montrose Group. No doubt about it. Thanks everybody. Bye bye.